All right. Welcome to the Real Estate Podcast and Agent's Guide. I am Ashley Jabora today with Lynn Blair, my broker at Blair Realty Group here in the Houston area. Welcome, Lynn. Hey, everybody. It's nice to be here, Ashley. Thanks for inviting me. So today we are talking about building a strong foundation in real estate. So let's just jump right in. I don't have any housekeeping anything. Yeah. So branding identity. Why is branding important as a real estate agent? Well, it's the it's the paramount of your foundation. It's the beginning of your foundation. Branding is everything. Branding is who you are. Branding is who people are going to recognize you. Branding is basically building trust with your community. So I know that, you know, Canva's flashy and branding's awesome and you can do fun colors and beautiful, you know, logos and everything like that. But you really need to be smart with your branding and you need to take time with your branding. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's not something that I think you can just come up with on a whim, like go design your real estate sign and get going. Exactly. And that's what we always tell agents. Don't go design your sign right away because you're going to be like, oh, I want a logo. Oh, I need colors. Oh, I, you know, all those things. And I still think that, you know, 10 years later, I'm still defining my branding. Now it's not drastically changing, but definitely some tweaks to, you know, go along more with Michael's. Right. And I think at the very beginning, I could not find a color. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'll have a logo, but like, I'm going to have all different colors. Well, even colors got to be difficult because then there was like no consistency there. It was kind of all over the rainbow. So what do you think a new agent should focus on when starting a brand? I mean, the biggest thing in life is consistency. Mm -hmm. You know, Canva, go on there, make yourself a free logo if you want. But if you're going to commit, you've got to commit. I really like paying somebody an extra 50, 100 bucks and actually having them make a logo for me. So it's very unique. So, you know, mine saying is home is where the heart is. So, you know, I had them incorporate my name and uh, a little home with the heart in it just because it felt, you know, it, it, it was me. I've had a lot of agents that are really branding themselves that some of these logos they come up with are so unique. Right. Um, we have one that's a veteran, and I had no idea what her logo meant until she told me it was three stripes in, in a house, and she told me that was her rank. So having, oh, wow. yes, having that just that intimate piece of your logo, not just making it your name, right. not just putting a little house over your name, right. but actually making it matter is really cool. That's exactly what I did. I put a house in my name. <laughs> simple for us. But I'm telling you, your logo is awesome. If you see your house in the form of a G, like you automatically recognize that brand. Right. You know, it's not just a house. It's, it's a house that looks like a G and it's really cool. Right. No, we like it, but yeah, no, that uniqueness and the stripes and everything. I love that because that really means something to her. For sure. I'm not going to say anything about my G in my house. It's, it's my logo. It's fine. What does it mean to you? It it, It was just a G in a house. But like you said, Jabora's in the house. That's all I cared about, I guess. If I see that, though, I automatically think of you. And it's really cool to have that. You know, if I see a house, it's a house. I've gone too far now. (laughs) Right. It's Jabora. Exactly. 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 Jabora Realty Team. So what role do you think, and I kind of think we hit on this, do visual elements play like logos and colors and imagery in uh, a new agent's branding strategy? Exactly. So the more people see you, the more they trust you. Mm -hmm. The more that they constantly are seeing your name out there um, attached to something good, maybe a community event, maybe um, a volunteer event. They're, the more they see you, the more they trust you. Mm-hmm. If I'm seeing my name, Lynn Blair, Lynn Blair, Lynn Blair, in tons of different fonts and t- tons of different colors, it gets confusing to, to, the, uh, to the clients and the customers. So really having that consistent, you know, Blair Realty Group. If you, if you see that, it's there. And I'm never going to change it. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. 
I think it just all comes back to consistency and, and building that trust. Yeah. Um, it's just a logo, but you see um, Nike or McDonald's or, you know, and you see the Golden Arch. You know exactly who that is. Exactly yeah, without even is. seeing the name, you know mm-hmm. exactly who that is. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of them have colors that are associated with them, logos that are associated with them or whatever. And I think that's really important for an agent to sure. spend time figuring out what your identity and your branding like really are. Because you are like once you do, like you need to commit to it. Yep. I mean, you don't want to sit there and flip flop for a long part time. part for me is commitment. It's, yes. it's hard. Yes. No, I totally agree. Okay, so online presence. What measures would you suggest a new agent take to build and maintain a strong online presence for their real estate business? I'm going to say this again, and I'm going to say it over and over and over. Talking with you is that consistency. You mm-hmm. have to be consistent. Online presence these days is 100% needed. I know you may not feel comfortable maybe you know, putting your face out there or, or you don't feel comfortable with um, finding good content, but it is needed. When somebody meets you, the first thing that they're going to do after they meet you is they're going to go Google you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't show up, I mean, where where is your presence? Where is your trust? Where are your reviews? Where you know you're not there? Right. Are you even legitimate? Ghost. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so having that presence is is a huge thing. And I know sometimes it's like ripping off a bandaid, especially for people who haven't been consistent with it, maybe in their personal life. But it is it is hundred percent needed. Right. So with that, you think for sure business page, you have to have a a personal page to have a business page on Facebook anyway. Mm -hmm. Yep. Maybe on Instagram too, probably Mm -hmm. both under meta. I think it's so hard because, you know, our personal pages, we may have 2000 followers. And then when we move on to our business page, we're starting out with one, two, three, you know, we're inviting all of our friends, but they don't want to know about real estate from us. They want to see pictures of our kids. Right. So it, it's kind of disheartening whenever you are building that page to begin with, because you are starting out with less than a hundred people. And like I said, you have to stay consistent in order for it to grow. And a lot of people just brush it off because they don't want to put in that time and that effort to, right. to get those followers. Right. You have to have a business page in order to do advertising and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So if you're going to have paid ads, you have to have a business page. Yep. So it's definitely something that I think every agent needs to consider getting, but be patient with, like you said, yes, you have to be consistent because you're going to get no likes, yep. one to two likes when you're, maybe you're used to having a hundred, you know, different oh, people like, like your stuff and that's different. Um, so yeah, it's going to take a lot of time and energy, but I think posting consistently, posting mm-hmm. into stories, sharing it on your personal page, having people like friends, family, like at first you might need to tell people, go to my page and please like this, please share this tag people in it do whatever you can to draw attention to do a your business or something too. exactly mm-hmm. draw attention to your business page because those meta algorithms they're really hard to break because it's a business and yep. meta knows not everybody There's wants to so constantly see a business mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah so online presence super important it's how people know that you're they're le- that you are legitimate otherwise so what kind of content would you suggest to new agents and that's the biggest thing. We can all go on Etsy. We can get these, you know, real estate monthly, beautiful pictures that are great and everything like that. But your content has to be meaningful. It has to be educational. It mm-hmm. has to be creative. It has to be entertaining. Right. That's the biggest one for me is that you have to capture people. They, they have to stop scrolling. And if you're sitting in front of a mic or you're, you're, you know, doing that same old house thing over and over and over, people aren't going to start scrolling. And you can actually check your, your analytics and see you know how long oh, yeah. they please stay. check your analytics mm-hmm. da- this business is so data driven I don't yep. think anybody spends time looking at the data 
if you're looking at that one like and just going, look at that data. People may have watched your video that's, you know, 10 seconds long and have an average of six seconds that they watched it. That's huge. Yeah. Yes, there was one like, but look how many people actually. Right. And that's it. what matters. How many people viewed it? Not everybody's going to like it, comment, share yeah. on it, whatever. But yeah, they went and looked at it and that's what matters. So I think, yeah, valuable content is super important. I think a lot of agents, they'll do market updates or they'll pay for some sort of program or system that just does, here's a market update for Houston. Well, if nobody's going to click on that, then what are you doing? You're just paying for nothing. I mean, you need some sort of hook. I mean, you need to think how you interact on social media too, because nobody's going to click on that market update if there was no hook to get me in there. Exactly. And really find your niche too, because you know I'm not posting luxury real estate. That's just not who I am. I'm not posting commercial real estate. So don't run in circles trying to do every single type of you know real estate. Focus on your niche. If your niche is you know going, I was a teacher. You were a teacher. So that was kind of our sphere of influence. So to get a lot of you know people to my page, I during teacher appreciation week said, hey, you know, tag a teacher. If you tag three, you get an extra entry for this fifty dollar gift card. And that, I mean, that that made the ball roll. Right. Exactly. And and teachers like to work with other teachers. Mm-hmm. Police officers like to work with police off like people that support them anyway. Exactly. Doesn't have to be other police officers. Yep. But yeah, talk about things like staging and de- this is me telling them, not you talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, staging, decluttering, spring cleaning. Should I invest in epoxy flooring in my garage? What adds value to a home? Landscaping ideas. I mean, do things that are real estate related, but it doesn't yeah. always have to be, here's my closing today, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and here's a market update. Don't not yes. post those because that does show, you know, hey, look at me, I'm, I am working. But like you said, you've got to stop making it about you and make it about them. Right. People what? love to talk about themselves, do polls. They love to interact with polls. But like you said, make it about about them. Right. And what and what do they want to hear about? Think about things that you would stop scrolling on. What would you want to read? What adds value to my home? If I'm a renter, you know, what are some landlord friendly ideas that I can do in my house? Like these are, this is content that people want to see. So yeah, content on social media, I think is so important and not enough people spend time investing just you know, it could be one day a week and you can set these mm-hmm. out to schedule out. Just spend some thoughtful time. And um, you're going to have to put a lot of upfront, you know, work mm-hmm. into it. And if you try to do it daily, it's going to get overwhelming. So like you said, block out uh, a couple hours of your time, do your content, record, you know, change your outfit three or four times, whatever it is, but block that time off at the beginning of the week, at the beginning of the month, whatever it is to create that content for um, the remainder of the month. And there are awesome programs that you can schedule out your stuff for months at a time. Mm -hmm. So never feel like you have to constantly every single day go in there and, you know, be active because it can do it for you. Right. Exactly. So I think this pretty much piggybacks on what we were just talking about. How do you tailor your marketing campaigns to specific target audiences and demographics? Um, Are you talking more about ads? Are you talking more about just my content that we post? I mean, I think you go either way with that. So like, I I mean, I'll speak for myself. Um, Like I really like working with empty nesters. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, when I first started in real estate, I thought the people I could help the most were for first-time home buyers because mm-hmm. I was a teacher. I can educate them. Yep. Well, they're a lot of work they are. in real yeah. estate. That's a lot of work. <laughs> and so when I started also mentoring agents, I'm like, first-time home buyers and mentoring brand new agents is a lot of teaching on my end. Mm-hmm. So I started gearing more of my content and marketing towards empty nesters. The ones that already know what they want. Right. Mm-hmm. You have all this equity in your home. Like now downsize, go on vacation or put it into your retirement. You know, like, yeah. so a lot of my marketing gets geared that direction so that, you know, I want that audience to see me and know that like, that's really who I'd love to work with. Those are my ideal clients. So you're basically saying focus on one and don't try to put, you know, 
don't put all your eggs in that basket, but also exactly. don't put your eggs in a million different baskets. Right, right. And, you could, and, and again, this kind of all goes back to branding. You need to be associated with something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like if you're interested in getting into condos, great. Go out there, show all this, these videos of you selling condos, showing condos, tips on financing for condos. I mean, that's where your social media, you know, should be in large part focused on whatever you're interested in selling. And it doesn't mean you always have to stay there. Exactly. You know, yeah. a lot of um, newer agents apartments are paying out a month's rent you know just to bring a name so if that's something that you want to focus on you don't have to be an apartment seller for the rest of your career right but it's one of those stepping stones that would be a great way to segue into okay now we're doing single family rentals okay now we're doing first-time home buyers you know you don't want to start off at the top and and then your whole career is ruined because you decided to not listen right to your mentors right <laughs> and especially if you're really like young getting into this business it's going to be hard to get into you know luxury market right Right away, but you can do luxury apartments, mm-hmm. um, and you can start getting in with that clientele, and you know, making some income that way before you start getting into the million dollar homes For and sure. stuff like that. So, you know, there's always a way to go out there, and you need and, money and to make money. Exactly. And so, if you're waiting around, you know, for to find sellers or to find buyers, you're going to end up getting more and more in the hole. So, why not, you know, focus on apartments or rentals to right. begin with? Snowball and, it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I lived off of apartments my first couple of years. Right. And, and rentals. So. Definitely. Yeah. So find that niche and you don't have to marry that niche for your entire career. Like, like I said, if you're young, you're 19, your target audience may be renters for now, but you're going to age into a different, a different group of people. And that's fine. You will just tailor your ads to the new group of people that you want to go out there and work with. And that's why, you know, your niche should be focused on, on you, your personality, where, where you feel comfortable. Like we said, we were teachers. That was a huge part of my business first growing, you know, first growing up, (laughs) first uh, being in real estate. And it continues to be because those snowballed into referrals. But I'm, like I said, I'm not going to go out to these million dollar River Oaks homes and try to do an open house there when that's just not me. Right. I'm not saying other people don't do it. That is, can be their niche. But again, that was just not where I was focused. Right, exactly, exactly. So how does your branding strategy incorporate networking and relationship building within the real estate community? So Mm -hmm. think about who in a real estate community do we need to be out there networking with to help build our business and build our brand? I think it's so fun. We're we're very um, adamant. We're very active in our continued education. So we go out to a lot of networking events, a lot of um, CE classes, things like that. And it's really exciting when we walk in with our BRG shirts on and people are like, oh, here's the BRG crowd. Yeah. I mean, it happens. It's starting to yeah. happen more and more and more. And everybody gets excited. And, you know, the ones that, that don't know who the BRG crowd is, they're, 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 they're looking. <laughs> and um, it's really fun. But, you know, having those relationships with lenders and with, inspectors and appraisers that is so huge to start your foundation with and you think why but it's it's very clear we're real estate agents that is where we need to stay in our lane mm-hmm. inspectors they're inspectors they're not real estate agents everybody has their own trade lenders they're not real estate agents so we all partner together and it's like one big happy family and it meshes well especially you know if you're working with somebody and they need an inspector you're not you don't want to go on google and find the first inspector that pops up right and we've You've had clients that do that and it does not work out. Yes. Yes. They think they know better than us. Mm -hmm. Even though we've been working with this person for 10 years, we know that they can get that loan through. They'll go and say, oh no, you know, Aunt Sue is a, is a lender. I'm going to go with her. And we can't tell them not to, but we also know that, that we vetted these people and we have this relationship with these people enough that these people, you know, come to our office just to say hi or, or donate to when we have 
our volunteer opportunities, things like that. Right, right. They're very active in all mm-hmm. of our businesses. Yeah, inspectors are super important. Um, so I'm just going to kind of go with some of these people that you should definitely be networking with. Mm-hmm. Inspectors for sure, because um, we've had inspectors that break our transactions okay. because they're they're doomsdayers. Mm-hmm. And that's not all inspectors. Right, exactly. This house is about to fall apart. And especially if it's a first-time home buyer, they're mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I want out of this transaction. Yeah when, you know, maybe it's just an older home. Yeah, there's going to be some cracks and there's going to be some old plumbing, you know, but like... I mean the house is falling down. Exactly. Yeah, so having a good, reputable inspector. An inspector that doesn't mind educating your clients too. One that'll spend, you know, maybe like the last 30 minutes of the inspection, kind of going over some of the items that should be pointed out. And same thing with lenders. No lender matters if it cannot get to the closing table. Mm -hmm. So you might get a really great deal with one person, but if it never goes to the closing table, table, all it did was waste time and money in that transaction. And all lenders are not created equal. No, Just like they all are inspectors not. are not created. Just like all real estate agents are not created equal. Right. And that's why we you know, we've worked with these people, we've vetted these people, we know these people, we trust these people. And so then when we're giving them to you, if we're, we're giving you a piece of us that we, you know, right. that, that is that is part of us. So definitely listen to your agents when they're referring somebody. Right. And same thing with title companies too. All of these people, it's so important. Communication is the most important. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've only had one title company that I've actually had to fire in the middle oh, of a wow. transaction. And that's a big uh, one because that's, that's... Yeah. That's huge. I mean, they're facilitating it. I mean, they're supposed to be the unbiased third party sort of facilitating the transaction, not just selling title insurance. And yeah, we had a bunch of lien issues um, and some of them should have been removed that never got removed by the previous title company. Mm -hmm. And this title company just, there was no communication there. And we went past the closing date with no kind of assistance on how do I get with this other title company and remove this? It it was, it was very complicated. So title company, very important because as an agent, you're going to have questions questions, your sellers, your buyers, they're all going to have questions. Um, And insurance. Insurance is often forgotten about until, you know, the the day or two before closing. (laughs) Yes. You kind of need that to close. So yeah, you definitely have. Yeah. And if, yeah, if you have um, any kind of financing, you absolutely have to have homeowners insurance in Texas. So you don't want to wait last minute to figure that out, Uh, especially if your clients are on a tight budget, because if they're escrowing their taxes and insurance, and they have no idea that this older home is going to cost $3,500 dollars in insurance yearly can make a huge difference on their monthly payments exactly and if they're like i can't pay more than 1500 and this bumps them to 17 1800 well that's significant and like you said it it gets forgotten until the very end but if you're there walking your people through the transaction that should be something mentioned you know much earlier right and you reached out to an insurance agent yes and you want to have a great insurance agent that you can Mm -hmm. refer them out to for sure so let's talk about client testimonials how do you use client testimonials as a part of your branding strategy. I've had so many people reach out to me talking about the reason they found VRG is through our Google reviews or through our HAR um, reviews, things like that. They matter. They matter. But someone is not going to give you a review unless you ask them. And it's not because they don't like you or they're being mean or anything. They just don't know where to leave it. So that's something that I recommend that you do as soon as you you go through a closing or maybe it's a family or friend that you've used before. Ask them for reviews. Um, And not just necessarily on one platform, every platform. Right. Um, it's going to take three minutes of their time, copy and paste, go to, you know, send them the links. Don't just expect them to, to follow you on Instagram and go leave your review or whatever. 
Does Instagram do reviews? I don't think Instagram, but Facebook does do <laughs> yeah. reviews. Yeah, we actually had to turn off our Facebook reviews because we kept getting, you know, Bitcoin and all the spam yeah. stuff. So that was super great. But yeah, Facebook reviews, Google reviews, um, our MLS offers a reviewing option. Okay. Um, all of that looks I really said okay, good. Like you I didn't said know. okay. I'm like, you didn't know that? You're not getting reviews? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cool. That, that really stumped me. You said, okay. I was like, does she not know? It stumped me too. <laughs> yeah. All of that looks really good. And again, makes you more legitimate to clients. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think reviews are so important. And it's all about those algorithms too. The more reviews you have on Google, the higher it puts you when, you know, Cypress real estate agent pops up. So it's very important to get those reviews. Now, unfortunately, sometimes we get negative reviews, especially because yes. I mean, our MLS, it can only go out really to clients, mm-hmm. but Google is an open yeah. platform for anybody. So how would you handle negative reviews? And that terrifies me because I always want to put my best foot forward to everybody. So I'm never prepared for that negative review to come in, but Mm -hmm. it does happen. Right. You know, especially when you have an agency of a hundred plus agents or whatever it is, you're going to have some of those bumps in the road. And I, I know it's our knee jerk reaction to comment back. I didn't do that. Blah, 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 blah. But you can't fight fire with fire. Right. You know, the best thing to do is, is to put out that flame and, and really buffer it. You know, ask questions. What could I have done to, to be better? Or, you know, I will look into this. You know, can you give me some more uh, content behi- or context behind what is happening here? Right. But you can't. I know you want to go in and just, you know, punch those, those reviews and just, uh, it, it does, it's going to make you crazy. But you have to, you have to stay cool, calm, and collective on those reviews. Wholeheartedly agree. This is very uh, customer service. And in customer service, you cannot pop off to people like that. I mean, yep. and honestly, when you go back and treat people with kindness and like, okay, I'm sorry you had this experience with me. How could I have done better? Yep. I mean, people will also see that on Google and mm-hmm. see that, hey, she she's not, you know, And always reply to, like you said, because if you leave it as an open-ended question, you know, you leave it as a comment that's just, oh, she was awful, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's, it's going to look worse on you than if you go right. in and and reply with something that's cool, calm, and collected. Right, so. exactly. Yeah, so so keep your cool. Because it, it is. I mean, this is our image, our branding, and you don't want it out there that you are some, yep. you know, crazy person. And that, that goes into social media, too, not just into reviews. But, you know, don't post anything that you don't want people seeing. Opinions, right. yes, we all have them. But you have to stay very, you know... Uh, unopinionated in this in this yeah. career and you can lose a lot of clients if you don't right and and, and probably go back and respond when you're not in that headspace yes. of like I Give just like read this hours. now I'm angry yes. yeah mm-hmm. especially if it really was a client that you had a bad experience with mm-hmm. we also have bad clients that we yep. wish we could leave reviews on exactly um, but we can't they can only leave reviews for us so <laughs> you know yeah you don't want to answer in that frame of mind for sure um, so let's talk about unique selling propositions so what should agents consider when they are thinking and developing when they're trying to think outside of the box and have mm-hmm. this unique selling proposition for their clients you know, I I love when people think outside the box. I do. But I also think there's very step-by-step ways in real estate. You know, I don't think there's hoops. I think there's hoops we need to go through, but I don't think there's something that you can jump over and skip. Right. I don't think that there's a magical thing that nobody's thought about before. I think that customer service, I think that staying consistent, I think that putting your client's interests before yours, all those things that you learned in real estate school, old car, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. I think those are something you can't skate around. 
you have to go through those things. Um, there's not a magical um, carrot dangling on a stick for you to go jump in and, and go and grab. That being said, there you know there's plenty of awesome ways to market yourself, thinking outside the box that way. But as far as getting clients and things like that, once you get them, I think you really need to be, to you know just go with those. Yeah, and I, I think what we see a lot of agents do when they're starting out in this business because you're going to get here and it's just mm-hmm. going to cost money at first. Yep. I mean, that's the cost of doing business. I mean, especially when you're starting a business, you have to pay so much money exactly. to get here that you're looking to get business as soon as possible. And we see a lot of agents as their quote unquote unique selling proposition as being a discount agent. That's tough. So you do need to be careful with that. I mean, negotiate. Everything is negotiable. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do not price fix or anything like that. But we do want to caution agents to be very careful when they go out there and they try and make their unique selling proposition as a discount agent. Yep, that's tough. Okay, so let's talk about community engagement. How do you engage and contribute to local community as a part of your branding strategy? I think that's a huge part of who we are as Blair Realty Group and um, Jabora Realty Team. And it's it's not something that we have to, to stretch. It's not something that we have to make ourselves do. It's who we are. Volunteering has been a very big part of our lives since you know we became adults. Just, I mean, even as high schoolers, middle schoolers, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just part of our lives. And so now that we get to connect that kind of with our business is actually really cool because not only are we giving back to the community, but we're also getting our name out there. We're, we're, we're putting us, you know, I know Casey loves doing the blood drive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not because he decided one day that I just want to, you know, make a stink and hello, here I am. Look at me, blood drive. Right. It's because that is passion. You know, something he's, he's passionate been doing about. it a long time. Um, yeah. You know, I I fostered many many years with Cypress Lucky Mutts and Pup Squad and and Camel Rescue, and so that's something that I'm very passionate about is animals. And so we had a foster event here at BRG one time, and it's not because I want people to see BRG BRG, but it's something that we're passionate about. So. When we get back to the community, it's meaningful. Right. It's not look at me, look at me, look at me. It's what can we do for you? We really mean this. We're, we're, we're truly passionate about the things that we offer to the community. And it also, yes, it benefits us in the end, but it's not like we're faking it. Right, exactly. Yeah, because it's something that you're already passionate about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, blood drives, food drives. Um, We had an agent in our office take a really unique approach. She loves clothes. Yes. Um, She loves shopping. And so what she did is that we had a huge clothing donation. People brought in gently used clothes. And then she organized it. This was a lot of sweat equity, but it did not cost her a dime. Mm -hmm. And then set up like a little boutique here in our office. so Yeah, and the community could come and literally just get free clothes. Mm -hmm. And she got a lot of names, um, people to contact after that. So it was an immensely successful event. People were so thankful. And it was right around the holidays. And, um, you know, the clothes we got from the community were great quality clothes. Mm -hmm. So they were going home with just, you know, bags and bags of of awesome clothing that they, you know, could send their kids to school in or or go do an interview in that that may, you know, we may not think it's life changing, but really it could be something that, that changes their lives and right. that was really cool that exactly that. and I think that that's something that's great for her because mm-hmm. she might not want to go to you know volunteer at an animal shelter exactly. or church yep. or something like that so it, it she took something she was already really passionate about mm-hmm. so find something that's unique to you or something you already love doing my husband Casey and I were very passionate about our children's ministry at church and mm-hmm. so you know every Sunday we're at church we have a small group you know we do blood drives we do food drives all those things I mean you need to be out there in the community yes. it's a part of putting your face out there. We're helping our community. Everybody should want a better. I keep saying the word community. Is there a synonym? (laughs) Community. Community. Yeah. So I I think that's incredibly important. Mm -hmm. 
100%. So lastly, measuring brand success. Mm-hmm. How do you measure the success of your branding efforts? And are there any sort of key performance indicators? Um, I think it's hard to measure your brand success because... Like we talked about earlier, I think it is just so cool to walk into a room and people go, oh, you're with Blair Realty Group if you have your shirt on. Or, hey, um, do you work up there? You know, we have Kroger right here. And when we go and go grocery shopping, it's really cool to see that connection. Mm -hmm. Because maybe it is, you know, just a subliminal thing as they're driving by seeing it. But that consistency of just seeing the sign right out there is really cool. Just I, I just I just love when we get recognized. I think it is so cool. Um, our kids wear our Blair Realty Group t-shirts to school. Right. Um, I just, I love that they're supporting their mommies and their daddies. It's right. It's really neat. So whatever brokerage, you know, an agent is at, I, they need they need to be wearing the clothes, mm-hmm. the pens, you, you know. Got your all, cup right exactly, there. I keep my cup with me all the time and I try and even make sure I face it outward. So that people can see Blair Realty Group. You never know. Um, I coach volleyball for my daughter, and I hadn't. I was always wearing my Blair Realty gear, but you know, one day I wore a shirt that said, "I'm a real estate agent. Ask me for my card." And I had made this great connection with you know the girls and with the parents and all that stuff. And the parent came up to me one day and said, "You're a real estate agent." You know, I'd been wearing this Blair Realty Group forever, but just wearing that little that little shirt that said, "I'm a real estate agent. Ask me for my card." And um, we found her a beautiful house out here in Fairfield, and she moved in maybe a month after. After that conversation so be a walking billboard exactly I mean, really all cool. the time you don't want to be a secret agent in this business Perfect. you need to get it tattooed right across our yeah head. exactly <laughs> yeah you do I mean yeah even if it's not your branding necessarily you want to be wearing something to kind of always indicate and Etsy has a lot of those oh, uh, there's so many cute fun shirts mm-hmm. uh the one I loved that I got uh for Halloween was trick or treat trick or treat need more square feet nice yeah. nice. so there's a bunch of cute stuff out there that you can wear but mm-hmm. obviously get your branding in there there's so much different swag that you can that you can it's make. It's all cheap now, you know. Yeah, you can you can go to Etsy or to your local. We have a, a lady down the street that'll just make you anything that you could possibly want. Yeah, so it's so it's and it, very inexpensive these days. Right, putting it on your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and you hear that all the time too. I mean, we've had agents who literally get business from you oh, know yeah. putting the decals on their car. It's weird to me because I know a million other real estate agents, but when I first started out looking for a house, the way we got our real estate agent was a sign you know and and I would never think that these days I'm like there's so many things everywhere but a little sign in the yard that got me to my first real estate agent so you never know when someone's going to call you up yeah and I and I think that's a good way to kind of end it how important that branding is because Mm -hmm. there was once upon a time where I mean we found our real estate agent years ago I think just calling the local Remax office Mm -hmm. yeah and that was very common well now there's tons of boutique brokerages and we all have you know the same sort of access to resources and stuff like that so it's really just about finding that great agent Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily matter where they are it's it's that agent and you know the resources they have and their their ability to get the deal closed and that's where those you know those vendors that's where those client reviews that's where those social media content uh content is so important all of that and it's got to be a nice big ball of everything here 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 it can't just be one that didn't make sense but you know what i'm saying i know what you're saying this ball (laughs) (laughs) well a um, well-rounded Real estate agent. Yeah, that yes, that that's exactly sense. yes. That makes more sense. I okay. think that really because no one sees the ball that no you're making right now. Can you see that in the podcast? <laughs> 
So, well, that's it for today, you guys. Thank you so much, Lynn, for being here and sharing your expertise on building a brand, which is super important in this business. I think that was some great conversation, and I think people are really going to use this and to educate themselves and, and make it a great brand. Great. Thank you guys for listening to the Real Estate Podcast and Agent's Guide, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.